iconic scene or iconic poster. What's up, Story Geeks? It's Sandra Dimez. On today's podcast, we have Daryl Smith, Jay Sher, and Justin Weaver. They're going to join me in a fight over the best DCEU movie. Today is episode two in our DCEU series. Check out last week's episode on Shazam. And coming up next week, we dig deeper into Aquaman. Subscribe for free on your preferred podcast provider so you don't miss out. For articles written by Ashley Pauls and Anthony Holder, and to access all of our premium content, be sure to check out thestorygeeks.com. You can also get our aftercasts there. And speaking of, on today's aftercast, we follow up with um, my favorite DCEU movie, and we kind of go on tangents about Captain Marvel and Wonder Woman. So it's great content there. Thank you for listening. The Story Geeks podcast is produced by the Reclamation Society. All right, who is going to win this nerd fight? Let's get it on. It's time for us to fight over the best DCEU movie. So some ground rules for the show. Each person is going to have three rounds to give their best argument for why their film is the best in the DCEU. And at the end of each round, they'll have either one point, two points, or zero points. They'll get two minutes to make their argument and one minute to rebuttal. And I'm excited to hear what these guys have to say. This is my first time moderating, and we get to hear Daryl fighting today. Finally. So, finally, yeah. So today Has it been a long time? It's been a long time. <laughs> ah, okay. And Sandra, this is your first time moderating? You're it doing is. so well. Ooh, I did not mess up a million times at They all. don't know that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so guys, we have uh, Jay Shearer. And Shirt. and Daryl. Yes. And Justin. Hi, everybody. Yeah. And we're <laughs> going to be talking. It's the hometown crew. I know. All yeah. hosts. Yeah. All hosts. Boom, boom. All the hosts are here. Yeah. Without Gang's powers combined. <laughs> That's right. One of us will win. <laughs> With our powers combined. And we Only may not be us. friends after this. Uh-oh. <laughs> we'll see how it yeah, goes. Exactly. Well, Especially my, if Justin wins. I know I Jay's know. coming in hot. He was like, dude, the fun is winning. That's <laughs> yep, what he said yep. before the show. So. The fun is winning. He He's is a competitor. <laughs> well, let's hear. Who are you competing for? I have chosen Man of Steel okay. as my movie that I'm fighting for, the best in the DCEU. All right. What do you think, Derek? I am boldly and proudly fighting for Batman Squad. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that would be an aptly named fight. (laughs) 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 No, I am proudly fighting for Batman versus Superman. I wish I could leave it there, but I'll go ahead and say Dawn of Justice. Justice. (laughs) All right. How about you, Justin? Um, I am arguing for Wonder Woman. Mm. And Daryl, I feel like these. DCEU movies keep getting better with time. That's don't something fight, that don't fight with me yet. We're <laughs> no, not, that's something that I'm. Wait, which of these movies was released most recently? Are you trying to charm me? <laughs> oh, Wonder Woman. And we're not fighting yet. Gets better with time. You watch yourself, Ooh. man. Wonder Woman. <laughs> yeah, it's the all latest. right. <laughs> Gloves are off first already. Point, first point made. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> all right. Well, let's since we're ready to fight. Um, let's kick it off with Justin. Give us your best argument. Why is Wonder Woman the best in the DCEU? Well, I don't only think it's the best in the DCEU, but it is the most important movie in the DCEU. It is a movie for our times. Now, I know that as story geeks, I want to dive into 
the characters and the stories and the symbolism and the themes. But something that I do want to point out is that of these three movies, Wonder Woman scored the highest on Rotten Tomatoes, uh, both in the tomato meter and the audience, and it also has the largest domestic gross. Now, that's not an argument in itself, but it is a symptom that this movie resonated with people. And I want to just take a moment and talk briefly about why this movie resonated with people. Um, it's a film, like I said, that's very timely. Um, it's a female hero in a superhero movie, uh, the first major superhero movie with a female star. It was uh, deftly directed by a female um, with scenes of a female being mansplained to and underestimated. Um, and even though she seems naive or uh, well-intentioned or people just are constantly undermining her. She's on a mission, she has a purpose, and she is right, and she is powerful, and she is good. And that resonated with our culture, it resonated with our time, it resonated with the world. So I'm going to continue to argue through tonight that it's the best movie, but my first point is simply that it is the most important. Excellent. Mm. And under time, I love how you have your notes. This is like presentation time. <laughs> All right. Daryl, are you ready for your best argument? Why is Batman versus Superman the best in the DCEU? Yeah, if I can position my computer so I can see my notes. <laughs> Don't start my time yet. <laughs> oh, it's already started. No. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'm ready. Okay, go for it. Um, I'm going to start off by saying that Batman versus Superman has the best third act of any of these three films. So you have a better fight in this movie than the other movies. It's a fight with more of a purpose to it. It kicks off a universe. You have Batman, Superman, and Wonder Woman fighting together on screen for the very first time. Did I say scream and not scream? Mm -hmm. I think I did. That doesn't matter. You have the triumphant appearance of Wonder Woman um, with that awesome theme that her movie only used once, I think. This one uses it a ton of times. <laughs> um, and, you know, say what you want about how Doomsday looks. The choreography of this fight is beautiful. It's much better than a god fight that destroys half the city. And you have Superman making the ultimate sacrifice in this. And I think this third act just lives up to the rest of the movie, which you don't see in superhero movies very often. Third acts are often disappointing hmm. also under time you got more time you want want to continue <laughs> third act third act third <laughs> act <laughs> <laughs> all right excellent okay jay you're up to bat all right well i'm gonna start out by saying that man of steel picks up where nolan's batman trilogy <laughs> left off which means it's super intriguing and super fascinating because it's a reali realistic take on a Superman. And all of those puns were very intended. Um, <laughs> Nolan's Batman trilogy transformed blockbuster movies, particularly blockbuster superhero movies, into meaningful films. Man of Steel continues that philosophical approach to filmmaking. This isn't an idealized take on an alien who becomes America's hero. Man of Steel draws us into a far more nuanced take on Superman and his heroic journey. Like Nolan and his Dark Knight trilogy, David S. Goyer and Zack Snyder take real risks here. And the goal is 
What would it look like for Superman to interact with the real world in the 21st century? Not the 20th. Not the 20th. That's what Nolan did, and that's what David S. Goyer and Zack Snyder are doing here. It was the start of the DCEU based off of Nolan's vision, which is why he helped put it together and put money behind it. So Man of Steel is dark. It's realistic. It's a take that... Uh, has a place in geek film history because it pushes the genre forward. All right. All really good arguments. Hmm. The one point I'm going to give... Well, we're going to do our rebuttals first. Oh, oh. Yeah. We have to tell each other how stupid we are before we can avoid <laughs> points. Which is Jay's favorite part. <laughs> I can't wait for that. <laughs> I learned to dish out points. All right. All excellent... I mean, ex- if you want to give points out now and they all come into me... No, no, no. No, 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 no. All right. So now it's time for rebuttals. Justin, what do you have to say? So when it comes to... Batman versus Superman's third act. There are some really great elements to it. There is a good fight. But then we have to talk about the first two acts at some point. And <laughs> I just don't I think that the first two acts live up to... It's only my first point. Uh, ...the importance of Wonder Woman's entire movie. Um, and this isn't necessarily a point against Man of Steel, but um, with where Superman... Uh, Man of Steel goes darker and grittier, I think that one of the things that made Wonder Woman so important was how hopeful it was. Mm. And I'll be talking more about that later. So not necessarily a point against, but just a contrasting note that I feel like is important to state. Nice. All right, Daryl, what you say? (laughs) All right. First of all, for Man of Steel, so Jay, you said it picked up where Nolan's trilogy left off, takes real risks, it's dark, it's realistic, has a place in geek history because it pushes the genre forward. Yeah. Thank you for all of that because that's all absolutely true about Batman versus (laughs) Superman as well. Appreciate that. Um, As far as Wonder Woman being the most important film because of the female hero, I see that point. But look at the competition. You know, I mean, there's not a whole lot of great competition against it, so it's not too hard to stand out in that crowd, I have to say. Um, and a movie for our time, very timely. I think, I think that's true, but again, you've got Captain Marvel, which was a disappointment, and I kind of can't think of a whole lot else at the moment, <laughs> but uh, there wasn't a whole lot of competition for it. That's what I'll have to say that. All right. Okay, Jay. Okay, so first of all, I love that Justin's point was to mansplain to us how mansplaining (laughs) was was derided in the movie. That's pretty funny. Um, I also think that domestic gross is definitely a measurement, but a very limited measurement overall. Um, Because I think that geek movies have become even more popular as time has gone on, so domestic gross is probably not a fair argument in that case. But I do agree with Justin 100% that from a female hero perspective, I don't think Wonder Woman has been topped. So that's just one, one, extra, one extra note from me. Um, in regards to the, to the best third act, um, I'm not sure I agree with it being the best third act. I think that Batman v Superman actually starts to fall apart after the introduction of Doomsday, which then leads it into its third act. So I think that's actually some of the weakest parts of that particular film, and I think it's about equal to Man of Steel for sure, and about equal to Wonder Woman. They all suffer from not great third acts. All right. 
Hmm. All excellent points. Uh, pretty funny <laughs> as well. <laughs> hmm. All right. So now for some points. Now for some points. Uh, for our one point, I am going to give that to Jay. Ooh, I feel like you made some good points about um, we have this nuanced Superman, um, and we see him engaging in the 21st century. Um, and our two points are going to go to Justin. I think you're right in that um, it resonated with a lot of people. And even though it was the first female superhero film and it's very limited, I still think it's a strong film. Um, so sorry, Daryl, you got zero. You did work choreography into your argument. As, as long as every one of his arguments don't have to do with a female hero, I'm, I'm still feeling fine. Well, every single one of my arguments have to do with a female hero, but that's because my movie has... Right. No, no, no. Yeah. It goes different places. Point yeah. number two, more mansplaining. <laughs> well, you know, it's not just because she's a female superhero, but because you talk about how it resonates and, and her mission and her purpose yeah. and resonating with the time and culture, so... Good on you. To give Justin an extra point for that one, no. I still contend nope. that... Well, no, no, it doesn't, count anymore. <laughs> it doesn't count anymore, but I still contend that Wonder Woman is, does more for the genre than Captain Marvel. Mm. So, But I also still contend that's not a very high bar. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but Wonder Woman's amazing. It, Wonder Woman's great. Captain yeah, yeah, Marvel's yeah, yeah, yeah. not. Log those comments away. <laughs> okay. Well, put, put them in the back corner there. Sure. All right. So we are going to give it to our, our goose egg over here, Daryl, if you can start <laughs> the second <laughs> argument for why yes, your film I can. is the best. Um, my second argument is that Batman versus Superman is brave enough to go deeper and darker than most superhero films will. And I know what you might say, that that's sort of a trope of the DCEU. But if you look at a lot of superhero films, they have to have an origin story. They have to have some sort of heroic thing that this character is overcoming. Um, this one despite there being tons of representations of these particular characters already in TV and film that have taken that route, these are unique perspectives compared to anything we've ever seen. We've never seen a Batman who we don't have an origin story for. We've never seen one who is older and disillusioned and is willing to kill people because he's so beaten down by being Batman for 20 years. We've never seen a Wonder Woman in modern times. The last one we had was in the 70s. And we've never seen a Superman who really tackles the idea that people would see him as a god and would eventually reject him as a god. And so I love the fact that they actually represent that. They could have easily just put these three on screen together and made it bright and flashy, but they had the guts to take it deeper than most of these films would and really sort of dive into what these characters would actually do if they existed in the real world. Batman would hate his life. Superman would be revered by some and hated by others. And I love the fact that they're brave enough to tackle that. Excellent. All right. We are going to go with Jay next. You ready? I'm ready. <laughs> Those are all excellent points, Daryl. I like yeah. all of them. So Man of Steel <laughs> is the most artistic <laughs> film in the DCEU. The visual storytelling in Man of Steel has yet to be matched in the genre. 
Um, there are others in the genre that give you more. Man of Steel gives you less. Where others give you nothing but spectacle, Man of Steel sprinkles spectacle amidst simple beauty. The quiet moments between family, Clark and Martha at school, a fantastic scene. Clark and Jonathan inside the barn, which I'll come back to later. The shots of Clark as a boy playing in the yard amidst the clotheslines. There's a close-up shot of a butterfly in this film. And it's gorgeous, and it makes sense contextually, which is ridiculous in a superhero film. The moments we spend with the characters to see th- to see their experience, see sorry, see and experience their emotions, so that we actually get to dive deeper into this storytelling, this beautiful storytelling. The production design uh, from the Kent farm all the way to the complex, very intricate Krypton is just fantastic. Man of Steel is basically an art house superhero film, and it stands alone on that hill. The only thing that can come close to it is BVS in many regards, and mm. maybe Wonder Woman. Um, <laughs> maybe. You want, to, you want me to count to three, and we'll say thanks at the same yeah, time? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> say thanks. No other MCU or DCEU movie achieves both the spectacle and the quiet, gorgeous moments of Man of Steel. All right. Two very different arguments from Daryl and Jay. So let's hear from you, Justin. For me, um, it's almost impossible for me to separate the movie of Wonder Woman from the character of Wonder Woman. And so I think that this movie does a great job of depicting exactly who she is and that the action, the storytelling, the cinematography is all character driven. The scene that I go back to that I think is the single best scene in the DCEU is Wonder Woman stepping out of the trenches into no man's land. And so in this scene, throughout the entire movie, we're learning who she is while she learns who she is. And this is her stepping onto the world stage, showing everyone exactly who she is. She um, is someone that aspires hope in others. Some of the dialogue in this movie could be seen as super cheesy, but I just love it so deeply. Um, she is saying, uh, if no one else will, then I must. If you see something wrong in the world, you can either do nothing or do something. I think Steve says that one. I'm willing to fight for those who cannot fight for themselves. If you leave, you may never return, but who would I be if I stay? She is a person that makes the people around her want to be better. And because of her actions uh, after No Man's Land, it leads to applause, laughter, singing, dancing, stories, love. It leads to life. And so she exemplified in that single scene of stepping into No Man's Land. It is the best character-centric storytelling um, and the most iconic scene to come out of the DCEU. Nice. All right. Okay, this is this is surprising. Um, <laughs> We're going to go into rebuttals. Y- yeah. <laughs> I'm telling it all in my head so far, but um, yeah, rebuttal time. All right, Daryl. Yeah. No Man's Land is a great scene. Most iconic scene. I don't know if I can get behind that. 
I'm not sure. I think seeing Batman, Superman, and Wonder Woman on screen together for the first time. Is she with you? I thought she was with you. <laughs> I feel like that's pretty iconic. Um, most artistic film in the DCEU. I, I feel like every little bit of that artistry that Zack Snyder put into, and I know you love Zack Snyder. I know you <laughs> want to date him for his eye. But <laughs> every little bit of artistry that he put into Man of Steel is also in Batman versus Superman. You get those little moments with Alfred, you get little moments with Lois and Clark and, um, and even introducing Wonder Woman and getting a little glimpse into her world. So I don't know. I think that's not a unique to Man of Steel thing. Um, and I think in Batman versus Superman, you actually get to see some of those moments lived out in a different context, which is a little bit more interesting after things have set in <laughs> and my time is up. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Jay. My turn. Uh, my rebuttal to Justin, first of all, is actually that I think <laughs> Wonder Woman, the movie, is probably the best depiction of Wonder Woman that I've seen in a long time, even over and above most of the comics. So I think that there is a, there's an understanding of that character that goes even deeper than your argument actually made an argument for. Um, so if you're going to argue for that, I would say that the movie does a fantastic job of that. Uh, so good argument, but could have been better. And then it was Daryl. Uh, <laughs> e for effort. <laughs> e for effort. With Daryl, uh, you said that Batman didn't have an origin story, but he actually does have an origin story. They show they show the Thomas and Martha scene, and they go through that whole segment. Uh, you mentioned the the art, artistry of BVS, and I don't think that it has any, like yes, it's artistic, and I love it. But it doesn't have any of the quiet moments that I really respected and loved out of Man of Steel. Mm. All right. Um, When it comes to the scene with uh, Batman, Superman, and Wonder Woman all on the screen together, I think that's more of like an iconic poster than an iconic scene. (laughs) (laughs) But um, and then I feel like that movie uh, it it does go darker into the motivations of the characters, but it takes the entire movie for the characters to realize what the audience knows all along, that Superman's not a bad guy, that Batman needs to be, you know, hugged and cared for, and they're going to be friends. It's just the the audience is ages ahead of the movie. And then uh, when it comes to... It might be the most artistic film uh, in the DCEU, but you said also in Marvel. And I'd say that both Guardians of the Galaxy movies have the spectacle and the quiet moments but people are still talking about the Guardians of the Galaxy. <laughs> Plus, you should lose points for being the first one to bring up the MCU in this conversation. <laughs> I, have to, I have to bring up the MCU in this no, conversation. No, you don't. That's not what we're talking about. <laughs> no, I know, but like... It opened I, the door. It opened the, the, the thing door. is, I love... Like, when I, when I rewatch the DCEU, I get so excited about it that I'm always like, oh, I want to argue with the MCU now. Because I love the MCU, but I still contend that the DCEU has so many good things going on. Anyway, sorry. It's a different show. All right. That's the Aftercast. <laughs> yeah, Aftercast. That'll be the Aftercast. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so now it's points time. And I got to say, um, well, I'm going to do the first point. For one point, that is going to go to Jay. Um, I love what you said about those quiet moments and um, experiencing the emotion and having that beautiful storytelling. So I really... 
I really liked that. And calling it an art house superhero film <laughs> might be a little bit of a stretch, <laughs> but you get one point for that. Jay's the one point wonder. That's yeah. Right. Um, I'm really good at being Which in the is middle. fine. I might be the no point wonder. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> we'll have to see. Well, the two points I'm going to give to Daryl. Hey. Hey. So you're, you got some points there. I loved and it, it, it actually you made me appreciate Batman versus Superman more than I than I have so far in saying that and my job we, is done. Yeah, that we get to see <laughs> what they would actually look like if they existed in real life. Um, and them having the courage to have a deeper, darker, unique kind of perspective on these characters. But Justin you get like all the points for all the burns. Like if it were just burns, <laughs> you'd get all the points. All those meaningless burns that don't get points. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Iconic poster. That was funny. That all was right. good. Yeah, you posterized Daryl on this. Okay, so. It is an iconic poster. I, it is. I'm I've not going to argue with that. <laughs> so we have, is it tied now? It's tied. It's tied. Three-way tie. It's Woo. so stressful. Three-way tie. It's very all stressful. All right. Okay, so. <laughs> Third argument. We are going to start with Jay. Why is Man of Steel the best in the DCU? DCEU. Well, story drives our understanding and interpretation of the world around us, and Man of Steel digs deeper into the power of story more than any other DCEU film. I criticize the MCU for not taking enough risks, with the exception of Guardians of the Galaxy, which Justin frequently, like, fortunately brought up for me in the last uh, rebuttal. Um, which I believe that does actually take risks. But the DCEU does take risks, and Man of Steel does it amazingly well. Jor-El and Lara Lorvan, Cal-El's Kryptonian parents, die in the first sequence of the film. That sets up a core function of the movie, portraying Clark as the son of two worlds. He's of Earth, but he's also of... uh, He's also Kryptonian. That also sets up Clark's personal internal struggle, then Jonathan Kent dies, and when he dies, it's meaningful to Clark. It changes the nature of his character arc. He, he starts to understand his role in the world very differently and sets him off on a completely different arc to his character. Um, Clark shares quiet moments with Martha that also impact his character when we see him uh, freaking out about all of his powers. So Man of Steel digs deeper into identity. Clark and Kal-El, one of the last Kryptonians, but also the adopted son of Earth, contrast that with General Zod, who refuses to let his identity morph into something new. Man of Steel digs into identity, family, tradition, selflessness versus self-protection. There are real stakes, and the real stakes matter to these characters. Man of Steel doesn't wait 10 years to kill off an impactful character. It does it in the first movie, and when it does it, it matters. Kind of burning on uh, MCU right now. Yeah, screw the MCU. (laughs) (laughs) Ouch, all right. Okay. Coulson died five years in. Oh, wait, save it for the rebuttal. (laughs) (laughs) All right, uh, Justin, your argument. All right. You brought up story, you brought up digging deeper, and Wonder Woman is a movie to dig deeper into. And I'm just going to throw out what I think some of the conversation would be like on one topic. Um, so as we've always talked about, stories are important. Stories, the best kinds of movies uh, don't leave you the same person uh, as when you walked into the theater. But uh, there is a place for popcorn entertainment and distraction and all that. But the movies that are actually art 
change you. And I think this movie puts forward some interesting thoughts. Uh, there are two premises put forward that people are evil and that there is a single source of evil. Um, the conclusion of this movie is a little bit of both. Um, the DC movies have done interesting things with the presence of spiritual realities um, and influences. Shazam has the seven deadly sins plaguing people. Constantine, long before the DCEU, took a deep dive into that world. Um, and the thing that Wonder Woman leaves you with is everyone has to make a bit of a choice. Um, is there more to our world than just people? Is it just people making de- making errors, uh, deciding to kill each other, deciding to harm each other, deciding to lie, cheat, steal? Or is there an uh, evil influence? Uh, this movie says it's Aries. Different religions say different things. But you can't walk away from Wonder Woman without thinking about deeper thoughts. Um, and I believe that ultimately this movie leaves you with the sense that whatever evil is out there, whether it is just people making poor choices or an ultimate source of evil, that evil can be overcome with good. All right. Okay, Daryl. Thanks, (laughs) Obi-Wan. Okay. Um, My final argument is going to be that Batman versus Superman, and listen to my wording here, has the most well-written villain in the DCEU. And I'm waiting for Jay to throw things at me. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Lex Luthor is the most well-written villain in the DCEU, and here's why. He has a strong and believable motivation. He has an implied history of past trauma that informs his current lack of mental health. He has a plan that deeply impacts his rivals. So it deeply impacts Superman and ultimately forces him and Batman together in a satisfying way. He does all of that with no superpowers whatsoever. He has an emotional vulnerability shown as he tries to balance his obsession with his goal, with his fear of everything that he's facing. All this stuff is bigger than him. He's scared of it. And that's his whole motivation. He's afraid, you know, he says, if God is all powerful, then he cannot be all good. And if he is all good, then he cannot be all powerful. So he's scared death of Superman. Yet his obsession is to beat him. And I just don't think any other villain in the DCEU stands up against Lex Luthor. Certainly not Ares or Dr. Poison. Certainly not Zod, who is just a big angry dude, in my opinion. (laughs) (laughs) And um, I think that makes this movie stand apart. He's also, by the way, got a kick-ass theme, a musical (laughs) theme. But I really don't think there is a villain in the DCEU as good as Lex Luthor. Um which makes this a better film in that regard than any of the other films in the DCEU. All right. Jay, let's hear from you. Rebuttal time? Okay, so my first rebuttal to Daryl is I don't have to rebut him because the collective groan of all of our (laughs) listeners for him arguing on behalf of Lex Luthor will (laughs) counter that my points. Um, So I'm just going to move straight to Justin. Uh... I think that Justin is onto something with the deeper themes because I do think that those deeper themes exist in all of the DCEU movies. But if you're trying to get into deep themes, I think my movie has to win over Wonder Woman because while the deep themes exist, Man of Steel 
goes so far into mythology and messianic meaning. They can their comparisons of Jesus Christ to Superman, but not only Jesus Christ, because then only Christians could kind of compare the two. Also, the, the comparisons to the Messiah and what the Messiah means. So I think that it is this collective understanding of Superman and the way that they delve into his identity that's really powerful. Lex Luthor might be the most well-written villain in the DCEU, but I'd say he's one of the least compelling. Um, so I just don't find him interesting. So, yeah. Um, and then uh, when we're talking about the um, Man of Steel, we've talked before about how that movie has one of the best trailers uh, mm. ever. Mm. Love that trailer. Love that he has uh, Russell Crowe and... Um, he's got two great dads, uh, but Wonder <laughs> Woman is the daughter of Zeus, which is pretty awesome. So, um, and then I think that some of the stakes uh, in Wonder Woman also matter: the death of her trainer, um, the sacrificing of the comfort and the life she knows, um, and ultimately the loss of the man that she loves and loves her and introduced her to good and humanity. All right, Daryl, you ready? Okay. First of all, the collective groan about Lex Luthor is not about Lex Luthor. It's about Jesse Eisenberg. It has nothing to do with Lex Luthor. And I said well-written character. It has nothing to do with the performance. And let me just point out that Jay did not defend Zod, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. nor did Justin defend Ares. He said that Lex Luthor wasn't compelling, but is Ares compelling? I don't think so. Um <laughs> You pointed out that Man of Steel is great because the parents die right away. Well, that happens to Batman's parents in Batman vs. Superman. Martha! (laughs) (laughs) And I think think Batman vs. Superman is every bit as deep as both of these other films. You talk about what would would it really be like to have this godlike figure in the world. They dive into that. They dive into the emotional effects of being a superhero and having a mission. And I think it's every bit as deep Hmm. with a better villain. Hmm. All right. Points time. Points time. And I have to say, it's so interesting being on this side mm-hmm. and, and having to take my <laughs> personal favorite out. Yes. And, and not know. let that. And then just base it on the strength of the arguments. Yeah. Totally. So I will say this is based strictly on the strength of arguments. Not talking about um, my personal taste at all. So one point. Ooh, this is tough. To Daryl. Hey! Oh, Daryl goes into the finals, finals baby! With Batman v Superman. I know. <laughs> oh my I have gosh. to say, I love that you brought up the strength of the villain and um, that alone, like giving the why and hit, talking about his trauma and his motivation, um, all of that. I think that's important. Whether people liked how the character portrayed him, it was still the story was there. Um, so I liked the argument that you had for um, for Lex Luthor. And the two points I am going to give to Justin. Boo! <laughs> Boo! <laughs> Do you need to see my notes again, Sandra? <laughs> How fun is it to the, win now, bro? <laughs> <laughs> the reason why is uh, the argument that you make on really what causes evil and how we see that play out in the film. Um, that is a deep question. And so, uh, yeah, I'm giving you those two points. So we have Daryl and Justin in the finals. Who would have thunk it? All right, so here is your question. 
Given these films and their subject matter and the subject matter that they're based on, why do you think your film stands out? It's up to Justin with the most points. Who goes first? I would like to go second. Shocker. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Are we ready? Yep. We are ready. Your time starts now. I think my film stands out because there are not many other, maybe no other comic book films like Batman versus Superman. So your stereotypical approach for a comic book film is the origin story, right? It's seeing the hero become who they're meant to be. In this film, we're already at that point. And I think that is a fascinating way. So it's not just another origin story. This movie also looks at the ugly truth of how the world would really react to heroes and vigilantes. It looks at how those characters would interact with each other, which is the best part about the comics, is seeing, oh, everybody thinks Batman is so dark and broody and everybody thinks Superman's the Boy Scout. And being able to see how those characters clash and how their personalities intermingle is fascinating. And this was the first film in the DCEU to do that. And if we go ahead and ignore Justice League, it's the only one to do it. (laughs) Um, This one gives a satisfying depiction of a hero versus a villain and them using their strengths and weaknesses against each other. There's always the question of why is Lex Luthor a match for Superman? He's just a man. Superman's a Superman. This movie gives it to you. It really gives you a satisfying depiction of what that story looks like. Um... And there is, this is a much more comic-centric depiction of these characters than anything that had ever come before. It draws from The Dark Knight Returns. We get some classic shots from that. Uh, We get the Trinity on screen for the first time, Batman, Superman, Wonder Woman. This is by far the best Lex Luthor we've ever seen on screen. So, very unique comic book film for all of those reasons. And I think just seeing these characters interact... For the first time, these specific characters, Batman, Superman, and Wonder Woman, I waited for this so long. (laughs) I wanted this so bad in my life. And when we finally got it, I truly believed it was great. Just in time. Uh, Justin, your time starts now. All right. I think it's important to notice that there is no invisible jet. I just had to bring (laughs) that up at some point. Um, And uh, I think ultimately what... um, stands out is who Wonder Woman is and what she means. Um, We've already talked about how the field of female superheroes isn't very broad and deep right now. Black Widow didn't have the best character arc until Endgame, and then it just took it to a whole new level. Um, But I don't think that Wonder Woman is only about giving a voice to women, but also to anyone that has felt marginalized, held back, or pushed aside or just told that they couldn't do something when they wanted to achieve more. Uh, This movie highlights the good of just simply helping people to see the good in people and to fight for that good. It reminds us to take joy in uh, some simple things like ice cream, but also (laughs) to savor relationships and love uh, even when it's imperfect. This movie takes on a world war 
and the evil in man's heart, but leaves us not defeated, but lifted up. This movie makes made me feel more joy and hope than almost any other movie I've seen. And for that alone, I would say that's why it stands out. All right. Rebuttal time. You each get a minute. Okay. You ready? Uh, I'm ready. Hit it. Okay. Um, Goodness and joy are wonderful things. They make us happy. But great art is often dark. Some of the best art comes from pain and darkness. Um, And yeah, Wonder Woman is definitely an important film, culturally, for sure. But that doesn't automatically mean it's a better film. (laughs) I think... And no invisible jet. I don't even. I don't even need to talk about that. But uh, <laughs> so, yeah. While the character of Wonder Woman is important and and her existence is definitely important culturally, I think Batman versus Superman has deeper themes, more interesting dynamics, and a more intricate story to tell, which makes it a better film, makes it more impactful to watch, and. It just gives you more to take in. It may be dark. It may not be as hopeful, but it's meatier. Daryl using his time like a champion. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Justin, one minute. So your movie may be darker. Uh, It may be more intricate, but I don't think that a story has to be those things for it to land. I think there are some elements of the simplicity of Wonder Woman's story that makes it so strong, its message so clear, um, and its meaning so hopeful. Um, But the one thing that I walked away thinking about from this argument is how cool it would have been for you to see the Trinity on screen for the first time. That... I can't fully appreciate that because I wasn't reading these comics for my entire life, but that would have been amazingly cool. Um, I don't think that makes it stand out in the same way since Marvel's been doing some similar things, but since those were your characters, that hit me as your friend. Time's up. Perfect. (laughs) (laughs) That was the nicest rebuttal that wasn't a rebuttal. That was a handing of the torch over to the competitor. <laughs> and we're not arguing. I, well, I guess I can't say anything else. Yeah. All right. Jay. <laughs> I have my thoughts. Yeah. And I have my decision made. Can you, can you repeat the question really quick? Yeah. So the question is, given these films and the subject matter that they're based on, mm-hmm. why do you think your film stands out? Yeah. I, I think it's interesting because Daryl went like personal emotion with it, Mm -hmm. which is not bad, but neither of you really mentioned the subject matter that they were based on particularly, which I thought was interesting. Like you didn't go to any of the previous materials, so to speak. I did. Um, Yeah. Yeah. Daryl did. Like, yeah, you did a little bit. You did a little bit. Um, they're not based on any one specific subject material. No, no, neither they're not. of them. They're are. not. No, 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 they're and, not. They're and I referenced the Invisible Jet. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. You did reference the Invisible Jet. Um, yeah, I thought uh, for me personally, I think the fact that Daryl chose BVS, like I think most people will walk into this argument, and m- I would say probably ninety-five percent of people 
will wa- would walk into this argument and say, okay, so the mo- the movies that are on the table right now are Man of Steel, Wonder Woman, and Shazam. If you're talking about DCEU, <laughs> so the fact that he took BVS. Mm-hmm. Um, and the fact that he went personal with it and talked about the relevance, I mean, like honestly, Justin's rebuttal, like he didn't even have one. Mm-hmm. So I think that I would probably give it to Daryl for his arguments um, in this in this particular round. Yeah. That's just me. Yeah. All right. Now it's time to announce the winner. And I am surprised by this, but I am going to give it to Daryl. Wow. Yes. Congratulations. Yeah. You know what? I came in thinking there's no way. <laughs> there's no way that this film's going to win. You made some fantastic arguments. I think the two things really that got me is when you said that great art is dark. Um, and sometimes some of the best art comes from pain. Absolutely. And when you talked about the villain... Yeah, I mean, there's just so many, I think, really solid points. And two, connecting it back to the comics, I think that was a really good point in saying, you know, you get to see the comics kind of coming to life here uh, by seeing the the Trinity interact. Justin, it was a good fight. (laughs) Wonder Woman is actually my favorite of the three. I I feel like I have (laughs) failed that movie. (laughs) You know... But no one brought up, uh, defending against Batman versus Superman, no one brought up the Martha scene. And that, I oh, think... Oh, I was ready to fight against that. Right. Oh, but sure. See, well, you you and I saw that movie together, yeah. and I was like, in all these years, I've never realized their mothers were doing the same <laughs> yeah. thing. Like, that was fascinating. Yeah. Actually, I have more to talk about, because I had but, that actually in my notes to talk about, too. We should do it. We should talk about it in the Aftercast. We'll talk yeah. about it in the Aftercast. I definitely sure. would have had a rebuttal against somebody dogging on the Martha scene. Mm. Yeah, well, now you've, I've heard you talk about it before that you have to see the, Ultimate the directors, the, yes. And no, I no, actually, I will say that when I rewatched the movie for this, I, re- I rewatched the theatrical version. I did not watch mm. the Ultimate Edition. Oh, okay. Mm. And I very specifically left all of my Ultimate Edition arguments out because <laughs> oh. I knew, I knew you guys would jump <laughs> on me for that. It's Smart like, move. Well, if it takes a special edition to be good. Uh, <laughs> that is the one to watch, though. It is. It's yeah. better. Yeah, it's better. But the Martha scene. I still scene, haven't seen it. No, oh, it's better. Everybody dogs on the Martha scene for being like, just because their moms are named the same thing, now they're friends. Yeah. That's not what it's about. Subtext is hard for people. I guess. That's, a, that's our plug for the aftercast. It's right not there. very yeah. sub. It's pretty obvious yeah. if you watch it. <laughs> we'll talk about it. Well, congratulations, Daryl. How Thank many you. wins do you have now? How many wins do I have yeah. now? I think only two because I haven't fought that often. Yeah. <laughs> I think I've I only know. fought like... Three times, you, maybe? You won when I was moderating. I've lost to both of you before. So, yeah. And so, you, I guess this is probably two out of four for so me. So, you're two and two. Yeah. Oh, all right. Well, I think I'm one for three now. But I think I I've like gotten I'm, into the final round every I time. I feel like I'm two for five, I think. Hmm. I can't you, remember. You've been stomped on a bit. Yeah, a little bit. You guys have fought a lot more. Like, if you've done five, Justin, I've only done three. I've only three. done three, I think. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. I've done three. Well, there we go. On All a right. personal note, I want a chance to fight about best Batman because <laughs> nice. no offense to Sandra's pick, but <laughs> I'm, oh, I'm, I'm not okay with Adam oh, West winning that around. battle. <laughs> oh, because you weren't around. I, I was sick. I was oh, going to moderate right. it anyway, so yeah. I wouldn't have been able moderate. to fight. But yeah, that's right. That's right. That's right. <laughs> yeah. That was a fun one, but I crashed and burned a couple times in that one. <laughs> yeah. The best, the best insult that we've had came from Michael Gordon when he said... 
Justin, you just folded like a deck chair. <laughs> <laughs> or patio chair, whatever he said. That was really funny, man. All right, we do have some responses. I put this question out there. If you support us on Patreon for $5 a month or more, um, you get to contribute to the show. And I put out the question, what are other people's favorite DCEU movies? Well, Mary Baldwin wrote in with Wonder Woman. Absolutely beautiful film. Perfect casting, good story, the depth of her character, excellent directing. I still get goosebumps every time I see Wonder Woman climb up to head into no man's land, which mm, Justin talked yeah. about. Yeah, but I feel like some of the points that she made, I could have incorporated into one of my arguments. <laughs> yeah, so, way you to go, been Mary. Checking Facebook. I didn't want to say it. <laughs> <laughs> then uh, also, uh, Jim Baldwin sent me a response, um, and his first response was Superman the movie, <laughs> which is False. not. Which is that's the, not part of the DC. That's EU. the DC very EU. That's the, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> the most EU you can get out of DC. Let's put it that way. Um, so he says, of the newer movies, he would say Wonder Woman as well. So basically, we all agree mm. that Wonder Woman's our technically favorite. Uh, it was a very well done movie, visually exciting. I really like movies that take place during historical events. So the World War One setting was cool for me. Plus, Wonder Woman kicked butt in this movie. And I think you do see glimpses of the white hat with her, like I talked about with Superman. I think when he's referring to that, he's just referring to uh, Christopher Reeves, the version that he portrayed of Superman, truly standing for truth and justice. There's not a lot of darkness in him, mm. which you see with Wonder Woman as well. She's very much standing for love, right? Mm -hmm. So that's what he's referring to. So a lot of consensus around Wonder Woman. Well, that's it for today's show. I made it into the final two, and that's really what counts, isn't it? As Sandra Demas mentioned at the top of the show, if you missed last week's episode on Shazam, be sure to check it out on our podcast feed or on our blog at thestorygeeks.com. And don't miss next week's show on Aquaman. Subscribe for free on your preferred podcast provider. If you enjoyed today's show or any of the Story Geeks podcasts, please share our show with a geek friend or review the Story Geeks podcast on iTunes. We're going to switch over to our aftercast, so I hope you'll join us for that as well. We'll be talking about Sandra's favorite DCEU movie, plus go deeper into all our arguments, the good, the bad, and the ugly. Get more information on our aftercast and all our other content over at thestorygeeks.com. Thanks for listening, and as always, question everything in your favorite geek stories, and always seek the truth. Special thanks to these amazing people who help us produce the Story Geeks podcast by supporting us on Patreon. Anthony Holder, Adam Vargas, Bob Sherfield. Thanks, Bob. You're the newest patron. We appreciate you. Brianna, Bryce Cox, Connie Moe, Jessica Pritchett, Jim and Mary Baldwin, Joshua Beckham, Jeremy and Kimberly Lujeau, Monty Thigpen, Nick Prokup, Ray DeLeon, Samuel Pelokine, and Wade Johnson. To gain access to our Aftercast and unlock more Patreon rewards, or just to support the show, please head over to thestorygeeks.com for more information.